Welcome to the Black Girl in College podcast, where we are two black girls sharing our experiences of this bumpy journey called college. In doing so, we hope to create a comfortable and safe space for those who may relate to our experiences. We are your hosts, Kiki and Mo. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about creating Creating a support support system. system. So we want to talk about the importance of finding your support system, especially if you're a black PWI. I know there's a saying like, I don't need nobody, like I'm just here for business to get my degree and all that, but mm-hmm. all that's cap. Truth is, we are all humans. We all need other humans to get through life, and that's like a, a humble thing to say. A lot of people will not say that out loud. Yes. Nobody's ever made it by themselves. They're just discrediting others who help them get there. Yes. But long story short, we just want to talk about like what it looks like to create a support system, how we're creating our support system as black women in college and just what does it look like trying to create that support system? Mm-hmm. So what are like the difficulties you've, you have and are finding in creating those support systems or even just like seeing if you can find one and join one? Um, well, I will say the black community is definitely very small at most PWIs. I know there's yes. some um, like um, BWIs, so that's like um, predominantly what did I say wrong? I don't know, but there's predominantly black institutes. They're not historically mm-hmm. um, like a college or HBCU, but they're still like more black populated. Yeah. But long story short, at most PWIs, it's going to be a small percentage of black people. And with that being said, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. Mm. You tell one person one thing, the whole community is going to know. Mm. Um, yeah, you beef with one person, um, that means you automatically beefing with a few others that stand behind that person. It's mm. just the community is so small. So that's just like one of the difficulties. Um, I will say. What's wrong? Girl, I don't even know what the second one Like, I really. Sh- oh, that's your part. My bad. I'm tweaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, All right. Go. So, <laughs> what are some difficulties you might have seen? Um, just like creating a support system at a PWI. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I feel like social media, news outlets, the government for sure, it they display black people as if, like we are a large group. Like mm-hmm. if, if we want to stand for a cause to be seen in, you know, Black Lives Matter, we're going to come in in numbers. But that's not all the time. Like you just said, you come to PWI, it's a very small few amount of black students. If you go to a BSU meeting, I promise you those are probably most of the black students that are on campus. Um, So I feel like that has also been a difficulty in just being in numbers. Like we're not largely populated on the campus. Therefore, you're just going to find us few and far in between. And then it's also like as if all black people, we have experienced some form of oppression, microaggression, um, discrimination in some form, but that doesn't mean we're going to get along either. Right. Like, all kinfolk ain't skinfolk. Mm-hmm. Or all skinfolk ain't kinfolk. That's right, what the saying right, is. Right, right. <laughs> but, like, just because I see another black person or another person, you know, um, BIPOC, black and indigenous people of color who have been oppressed just as I, does not mean we're going to get along. So that also creates a barrier in the support systems that we have. Mm-hmm. So, like, what does the support system look like at your school and why is it enough or not enough? Mm-hmm. Um, the support system, it's enough on the part of the students. The students make the support system, but it's not enough on the part of the, um, the school as a whole. Mm-hmm. The school is not doing anything to create a support system right. that I feel like. If they're doing something in, in behind doors, 
y'all need to hurry up because right. we need it. We need it out Bring here. Bring it to the light, please. Hurry up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So it's 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 like 50-50. It's enough on the student part. I feel like we collect the numbers and we help one another. But then on campus, it's not. And it's like we're smaller in numbers. And you would expect that we would get along more. Because like you mentioned before, how if you tell, if you got a problem with one person, you probably got a problem with their friends too now. Everybody knows your business. So you would expect that there's, you know, a smaller number of us here and we would just, you know, get along and be a support system. Because if there's a smaller number of you, there's only a certain amount of people that can relate to your experiences and actually be a support system and be a shoulder to lean on. Um, so, I mean, and then also I've experienced... I think it started in high school, but now in college I'm seeing a lot more because I'm also a transfer student. So it's like I'm still finding my way around campus and the people I want to hang with and I don't. But I have seen a lot of black people are very cliquish. Like, yes, they may speak to me, but they stick with only their people. It's like there's nothing wrong with that because finding loyalty is hard. Finding people who understand is hard. Um, like personally, if you ask me what I want to share you with somebody else, like, no, Kiki's only my friend. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Wow. But, you know, we still, we still have friends outside of each other, especially going to different campuses. We need our own support system. I can't expect you to always come to me or me to always come to you. But it's like, I don't see those groups grow in numbers. Like they literally only stick to those people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just like, it's a disadvantage for other black people that are coming to the campus. Like, you know, we're going to need you. Like we're going right. to need other black students and it's like they're not really presenting those opportunities to us so how about you what does support look like for you at your campus and is it or is it not enough um i would like to agree with what you said like it's enough on behalf of the students but not really on the university i guess like they could definitely provide more funding to help black students put on events and to bring us together but at the end of the day i feel like a lot of people assume it's a pwi like you said like you would think we're all best friends but at the end of the day we're human you can't blame the black people at the PWI, like, well, y'all should be united, and we're all human. Not everybody right. is going to click with everybody. There's a lot of personalities that just personally aren't for me, but why would I force that? Obviously, I'm going to talk to that person and speak to them and be respectful, but I'm not going to force myself to hang out with somebody who's like, you're not even my vibe. Mm-hmm. We're all human, so I feel like that expectation is unrealistic. Um, so I want to say it's like not enough, but I guess it's still can be hard in a way just not seeing your people represented everywhere yes me personally like you said i do have a small friend group so it's not like i need to choose from a thousand black people to to find my group like you know i found my friends that i like here and then have my support system but um what are the overall negative attitudes you may have seen of people in the black community like that may have made it hard just to find your support system. Like I said, we are all human, so it's just like mm-hmm. not just because like we're not gonna all be perfect. There's obviously gonna be some wild people, some crazy people, mm-hmm. some people are just like, um, no. Um, but what are like overall negative attitudes that just you don't wanna be around that you may have just made it harder to find your support system? Um Well, first just a negative person in general, I don't wanna be around. Um I think I can say this on both of our parts. We try not to engage in gossip. You know what I mean? Um, And gossip that, especially if someone was to hear it, would it hurt them? Most likely. So why would I even engage in it or talk about it? Um, I have to catch myself when I'm going to say something that I know was like, I shouldn't. And I got to catch myself like, okay, Jesus, you was right. I shouldn't have said that. Or I shouldn't even have thought about that. Um, Things like that. Like, I don't like to engage in gossip. 
um, overall being negative, people who are unwilling to, what is it, um, broaden their horizon, like they stick to only certain types of people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying that I just want a support group as in black people, but if I had to pick a perfect support group for myself, it'd be a mix of a lot of people. But because I want all of what I am is represented in that support group. And I feel like I can't really, you know, if the people don't want to, you know, broaden their horizons and get to know new people outside of what they're just used to, mm-hmm. you know, chilling with people that only looks like them, that's a problem for me. You know what I mean? So for you, what are some overall negative attitudes of um, people that you just like, I know we're not going to do that? Um, I feel like a lot of people can be negative on their experience. So like with this episode specifically, we're talking about creating a support system at a PWI. Mm-hmm. I know a question I've gotten before is, why don't you just go to an HBCU? Like, there's black people everywhere. But if I'm being 100% honest, most black people at this PWI I spoke with have definitely considered an HBCU, but yes. it doesn't always work out that way. Like I know me specifically too, um, mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to go to HBCU. It just didn't work that way. Me too. So just kind of even keeping that in mind, I know a lot of people are just negative about their experience in general at a PWI. They look at the negatives like, oh, I wouldn't have to go through this if I went here and all mm-hmm. that. And I feel like I noticed that last year, it really rubbed off on me because I was being negative about my experience. Like, would life be better if I went to this school instead, if I went to that school instead? But instead, I should have been grateful. Yes. And I just feel like creating that support system was just like all types of negativity. It's college, everybody's struggling, but some people just are on different journeys and managing their struggle. And that could really, like, really rub off on you. And just, especially as a Christian woman, just like, yes, we already talked in our Christianity episode, just like negative influences. That's also like stopped me from finding my support system. You just see that type of energy rub off on you. Like I spent my whole summer doing devotions. Um, I worked at a Christian camp, <clears throat> sorry, and really just worked on my faith. And it's like I built myself up. But then as soon as I come to college, these negative influences like slowly break it down. And it's like a mm-hmm. it's like an up and down battle. Like, you know, to break down two steps, I go back up three to go back five. You know, it's just up and down. And it's right. like those are overall like a lot of negative attitudes of people. They don't realize how powerful their words are and yes. how it can just rub off on you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And one thing, because you saying that reminded me when I was at the conference, like I think like I said, probably about a week and a half or probably two weeks at this point, was there was a pastor, he was like the opening keynote speaker, and he was saying, um, be careful what you say about yourself, around yourself, because you never know if you're listening. Mm-hmm. And it, it just really, because when you said that, it reminded me of that, because it's like, I've said so many negative things about myself, and I wonder why I have insecurities. I've said mm-hmm. so many negative things about myself or others, and I'm wondering why I attract these certain people. Right. Or why why I attract this this situation to happen, or why I am in this situation. So I really did like that you mentioned mm-hmm. that. And I like that quote you just said, just because like um, even though I did mention like me and a lot of other people at PWIs did want to initially go to a HBCU, but ended mm-hmm. up here. Like for me, even though I was looking at to HBCUs, Iowa State was not my last option for colleges. Right. Um, we do have one of the top interior design programs. I am interior design major, mm-hmm. so it just really stopped me from seeing my blessing and being grateful because I'm sitting here like, oh, I hate this college. I don't want to be here. But like, yes, you did choose to be here. 
you definitely didn't have too many barriers to where you couldn't choose another college. Right. You wanted to be here. This this specific college is going to get you where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And just it just kind of blocked me from my blessings in a way. Right. So it just like that finding that support system, now I'm just trying to navigate being mm-hmm. more positive and just loving where I am. And I feel like just having a support system in general should not be influencing you negatively. Mm-hmm. So that's where it can get difficult just because like nobody's perfect. I probably could have been a negative influence in other people's lives. So I'm not going to sit here act like everyone's negative. Like I'm shoot, I'm negative too sometimes. So it's mm-hmm. like that just, um, sorry, just trying to like turn it around and just trying to attract what I want to become right. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely like that you um, mentioned how um, Iowa State is the top interior design because I also was looking for HBCU too, but I found a lot of difficulty because a lot didn't have social work. And it was like, do I choose a school for the culture, for the experience, or do I choose a school that serves best for my career? And I feel like that's like an unfortunate place to be in. That's like against a rock and a brick wall. Like that's not, you know what I mean? You shouldn't, you should be able to get both. Honestly, that's where you should be able to get. So since support may be a challenge, what are the reasons? Well, we found a few of the reasons why people choose a PWI over an HBCU um, or over, you know, any other college. Um, First was financial aid, availability, and then more scholarship opportunities. So why do you feel some people choose a PWI or HBCU? Because like you mentioned, and I mean, I haven't had the experience yet of hearing a lot of negative talk about PWIs, but I know you've heard negative talk on both parts. So why do you feel like people have chose one over the other? Uh, me, I'm not going to speak for other people, but I'll just say my personal experience of why I didn't end up going to um, like a HBCU. So first, I've always known I wanted to be in interior design, and there's literally only one HBCU that I found has interior design program, which is kind of limiting just having one college option for me. Um, also finances and... Um, I just, overall, like, I'm just grateful for the opportunities I have at Iowa State. Like, I'm supposed to be here for a reason. So mm-hmm. I'm just focused on, like, navigating um, where I can find my support with all the opportunities and just practicing my gratitude, like, just all of the opportunities I've got from Iowa State. Like, I can't be ungrateful wishing I went to another school. So right. that's where I'm trying to support myself, I guess, because we're talking about creating a support system, just, mm-hmm. like, finding the support in myself and not in other people. But, um for you, I know you also want to go to like HBCU, but what are like ways or what were barriers for you? Um, well, first is like I really agree with that um, availability, but probably more of distance. I, a lot of HBCUs are very far for me. Yes, yeah, just so y'all know, we are in the Midwest, so it's yes. not like if you're Iowa. from the Midwest as a black person, you're not exposed to HBCU and HBCU culture, mm-hmm. so that's also like a reason why it's like it wasn't a must mm-hmm. for most of us. Like obviously we wanted to, but it wasn't like a this or we're not going to college at all type of thing. Right. Yeah. But that's continue, definitely, I was no, you're good. Like <laughs> God said you're definitely so fun to go to college. Definitely gave me the motivation to do so. Um but it was just the distance. It was a very long distance and it was like, first of all, Beforehand, I knew I wanted to at least look into going to HBCU, but then COVID happened, and that was our graduation year, mm-hmm. and I was already taking classes through Scott, so I was just like, I did not feel comfortable jumping from a high school to a four-year institution, uh, and it wasn't even that it was a four-year institution. It was just how large the campus was. It made me feel so much more smaller and less significant, 
you know, and it was like going to Scott really helped me like overcome that. Like I'm still powerful despite how large the campus is or not. I, I can still be well known to my professors. I can still make have opportunities and make changes, make moves on the campus. Um, so yeah, like trying to like go to a HBCU, which I have visited some. It was just it was just a difficulty. And my sister is an alumni to the school that I go to now, so that was very helpful because she had the um, the experience, and she definitely helps me out continuously now um, when I need help through whatever I'm going through. Um, finances, for sure. I didn't understand why HBCUs are so expensive. Um, and then I would have to pay out-of-state tuition. Like, I like that you mentioned before, there's no HBCU so close to us. Like, we, mm -hmm. we would have to travel out. And I personally don't agree with that HBCU, historically black college university, is meant for black people. And as a black person, I got to pay this high price. Like, I'm actually meant to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I get it. I get there's a there's a side of, like, fin finances on it. A school has to make its money. But it's like, I feel as a black person, this school was meant for me to be here a long time ago. That's what black people have set this up to be for us and for us to, I don't know, pay these outrageous prices when they know that we have our own, that most of us don't come from generational wealth, or the case may be, and we have limited opportunities on scholarships. And then even if you have a lot of like scholarship, it doesn't mean you're guaranteed going to get it because you have to compete for them too mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, so yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like at a PWI, overall, I've been given so many opportunities. Um, and it's just, it's helped me grow closer to Christ, but also grow as a, as a leader, as a person, like the person that I know he wants me to be. And it's helped me get close to the image every day. Um, so, yeah. So for you, um, I know that this is still like midterm, your first semester at UNI, and then you did do your tears at Scott, but um, have you created a support system and what does that look like? Um, so... The only support system I can say that I have specifically as being a black woman at a PWI is BSU, which stands for Black Student Union. Um, you know, they have their meetings and stuff. And it's nice because they have their meetings. And then it's like, it's nice to see because they also inform you about other clubs. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're like gatekeeping or something or you come to us, we're only talking about us. They also inform you about on other cultural clubs, which I think is very helpful and it's, it's a good light to see them in. Um, and then we have games and stuff, so they don't just give us information we leave. We have activities to do, and it's very nice to, like, hang out, you know, with people who are, who look similar to you in appearance and just being around them for a good, it's, like, relaxing for a bit of time before I go back out here, you know, I got to go do this and do that and get back to, like, your regularly program schedule or whatever. Um, also have, like, a Bible study group, mm -hmm. which helps me on the part of Christianity, um, and I've been doing that. I think probably two weeks after the semester started. So it's it's been a little bit, but I really like it there. Um, so yeah, then they have the CME, um, the Center for Multicultural Education. So it's very helpful to go up there um, and just chill and hang out and just see people in the passing time. So what personal um, things have you found to become your support system? Um. Same thing as you. I feel like you just have to put yourself out there to find that community. Like, go to a whole bunch of clubs. Me, last year, like my first year at Iowa State, for most of the first semester, I was just literally going to stuff alone. Like, not being scared. And 
actually, I'm not going to lie. I definitely was nervous and scared. And sometimes I sat in my car for too long because I don't want to go in by myself. Or I just like wait till somebody else goes in. But you do have to just show up alone. And, to, and then if you don't show up alone, then you're not going to show up with other people. You can't mm-hmm. just meet people out of nowhere. You're not just going to randomly fall in. Like, you could randomly fall into people, but, like, at the same time, you have to make an effort. It's not um, like the movies, okay? I was definitely, like, the beginning of last semester, like, the first semester, it was pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. So I was literally going to an event about every day, maybe every other day, take a break. But um, definitely finding your community, like, your black community or what other cultures you may be. Like, me, um, our BSA, and then also we have MPHC events. I make sure I just go out there and I'm around people um there's also many other clubs um, i'm not going to list them all because we do have a lot of cultural clubs but just right. going out and even trying clubs that aren't black um i will say a main thing like a really important thing on finding your support system on i'm um, at a pwi is being open-minded yes so overall like we know the black community is small to pwi but there's other people other than black people mm-hmm. of course you want to be around your people your community but you can find so many similarities and so many amazing people outside of your community. And you can realize like how much you really relate to other people. So it's about being open-minded, being around other mm-hmm. cultures and like, oh, they, they do the same things we do. <laughs> they kick it the same way we do. They eat good too. So it's like mm-hmm. just finding those other friends and other people and realize, wow, they're really cool and I can really kick it with them just like how I kick it with my black people. You don't have to just look into your community to find your community. Like right. you can really look around. Just be open minded though. Cause if you're close minded, it could be the perfect person for you just walking up on you, speaking to you, but you're already dismissed them because in right. your head you're not open minded. You're if you're not black, um we can't be friends for real. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like being open minded. And I, even like me personally, not saying I was straightforward like that, but it's just like I just felt like I couldn't connect to other cultures the same because I'm like, oh, they don't have the same experiences. Like, mm-hmm. they're not black. Like, they don't relate to me as a black woman. But it's like we could still share certain experiences or right. have similarities. We can have the favor- uh, same favorite TV show and connect on that. We can listen to the same music and connect on that. We can be into the same fashion and connect on that. So it's just like Period. you need to be open-minded. Um, me, I have found my community, and it did take time, but – it just not being afraid to be alone, if that makes sense. Like, yes. Don't, and we touched on that before. We did touch on that, but don't settle just because you feel like, well, I have enough friends, so I'm gonna just kick mm-hmm. it with these people in the meantime. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. That's literally counterproductive and a waste of time. Like, I kicked it alone for most of the first half of the semester, and then I finally found my friend group, and it was worth it because I avoided so much drama and extra stuff because I wasn't kicking it with people that weren't for me. So. Right. I think that's how where I'm at. Uh, do you mm-hmm. have any tips on how somebody can find a support system? Tips that may have helped you? Um, I feel overall, like you mentioned before, you have to be open-minded, but more than you have to be advocating for yourself. Like, it's not the movies. So somebody's not going to knock on your door and say, can we be friends? Because first of all, that's creepy. Mm. Like, come on, we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, that's how I want it to happen. You're going to be creeped out if that happens. Because, right. you know what I mean? It, it's different if you see somebody in the same place or the same club. You're like, oh, we came here for the same purpose. Let's see if we can vibe. But I feel like you have to get out and be active and advocate for yourself. Like, it's not just going to come to you. Um, and like you said, being open-minded. Like, imagine focusing so hard on one thing. And you're got, like you're missing all these upper, upper other opportunities God is trying to give you. You're so focused on just wanting to have 
a group of people that look like you, sound like you, come from the same place as you, and you're missing all these other opportunities God has set up for you that you've asked for. And then it's also like, just because you look the same as someone, it's not guaranteed you're going to get along. Right. It's not guaranteed that, okay, yes, it's two black people, we may have been oppressed, but besides that, what we got to talk about? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what if we ain't got nothing in common besides that? Do we? And then on top of that, do you really want to connect on on oppression? Do you really want to connect on discrimination? Like, that's trauma. That's not something that's, you know, useful to a conversation. That's not something that's positive. Like, that's a lot of trauma. And do you really want to just be around that person? That's all you talk about. Like, that's how you connect. So mm-hmm. a tip I just have is, like, you got to get out there. And like you said, you went like you went by yourself. This event I went by myself. Um, especially if they have food, I'm going. Like, you know, I can at least see what they're about. Like, it doesn't hurt to see what they're about. And it's not like if you never show up again, they're going to point you out and be like, why weren't you there? The mm-hmm. second me, no, they know. Especially, everybody's a freshman at some point, whether you're an actual freshman, freshman, or me as a freshman junior, you know, because I'm new to the campus, but I'm a junior. Like, they know that you're just experiencing. You're trying to find where you belong and where you feel comfortable. So have you found any tips that help you with figuring out a support system? Or, well, what I should say is helping people find a support system. Um, I would say definitely don't compare your experiences and just like keeping, just staying positive. Like I know we touched on it before, but it's just like the system is out there, but you can't look to somebody else and somebody else's experience, like a friend at another college, you'd be like, oh, well, her and her friends are doing this. Like that's not you though, and that's okay. Like focus on the good times, all the good memories, the good experiences, the good events you went to, and then you realize, I actually do have this system right in front of me. I do have the support right in front of me. Mm-hmm. But I'm just ignoring to see it because it doesn't look like what it looks like on social media. Right. So it's like, understand your experience is unique. Like, even me personally, like, not even for, it doesn't even relate to creating a support system. But just even, like, back in high school when I was struggling to find friends, I had friends in front of my face. But it's just like, I was failing to feel like maybe I'm not enough. Maybe these people, they don't really talk to me for real. They just around. So it's just that kind of feeling of not feeling like you have that support, but it's there. That's just you not being accepting of the support you're getting because maybe you've never seen support look like that, so you just don't know how to accept support that looks like that. So just definitely don't compare your experiences and be more open-minded and present on what experiences you are getting. No, I definitely agree with that, Like. Like you said, you have friends in front of your eyes, and we often compare it to what we think it's supposed to look like. Like, there's a good and bad side to social media. Mm-hmm. And then also, as a when you're born, your family is your first introduction to everything. So they kind of instill some things in you, too. You know, so it's like, okay, this is what it's looked like for so long. Maybe this is what it's supposed to be like for me. And I feel like a lot of things have changed for our generation, and we've kind of had to navigate it and figure it out on our own. And that's been a difficulty in itself. Mm-hmm. So do you have any like closing thoughts on creating a support system? Um, all I can say is, as for black students, especially for young black women, um, I know it's very hard for black women. I am a black woman, and it's very hard for me to find comfortability anywhere. So just to pick a place and think you're going to find comfortability there, you know, just for the experience, you're risking a lot. Just mm-hmm. go where you want to go. And if you transfer, because sometimes things get, a, a situation happen, and you no yeah. longer feel comfortable I'm definitely there. on college number three, but um, 
Continue. You know, no, for <laughs> real. You know what I mean? Sometimes a situation happens. It's not that the campus did something. Maybe a situation happened, or therefore the campus started to show us true colors. You know, your school. And you switch. There's nothing wrong with switching. Like, you may not feel like it's a good look to say, oh, I switched school five times, but oh, well, guess what? At the end of the day, you're still continuing your education. You're still not fumbling the opportunity and the motivation God is instilling within you. So personally, just go to college wherever you want to. You don't know what experience you can get there. Like, if I didn't go where I am now, things could be worse or better somewhere else. But that's not for me to worry about no more. I have to worry about where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. I have to make the most of the opportunities that I'm given and make my mark, make some change happen, you know what I mean? Make some things shake on class, So, right. like on campus. So it's like just where you are, make it happen. Like who's to say, oh, I can't do it because I'm here. What if you were at another campus and you really couldn't do it there? Mm -hmm. Do whatever you want to do. Reach out to who you have to do to get it done. And as you're looking, also as we're talking about finding support groups, who knows that you could be a support group for somebody? Like over time, like I said lately, I've been asking God to show me how he wants me to be used, how I can be of service. And people have really been coming to me for advice, and it, it makes me feel good because what God has been working on in me is like, it's working. Like, you know, things are actually changing for people to feel like they can trust me with certain information they want to share. And then also, more importantly to me, like, it blows my mind is people actually want my opinion. Like, you trust that this is coming from a good person. You know what I mean? Like right. you just, you don't want to take advice from anybody. You don't want to just hear anything from anybody. So it's like a good feeling. Like as you're looking for a support system, who knows you can be a support system for someone. Right. So go wherever you feel you want to go. If it doesn't work out, it's not the last resort. Like mm -hmm. God is definitely going to have you covered. Definitely. So is there any closing thoughts you have? Um, I would say overall, be open-minded, make the best of your situation and express gratitude because what one college has another doesn't and vice versa. Yes. But the main thing I want to get across is white people aren't that scary. No. And most of the time we make ourselves feel like imposters, not them. So, let me just let me just Do you like to explain on that? On that? I feel like I, I just really like spit some You spit a bar. So I, I, feel, I feel like you should elaborate. What I'm saying Say it for the people in the back. So, as a black person at PWI, most of the time Shoot, nine people out of ten. I don't. I don't know the specific um, statistic, but most of the time, <clears throat> most of the time, you're going to um, feel have imposter syndrome and just feel like you don't belong. But for me, I realized it wasn't even the white people making me uncomfortable. It was me and my prejudices. So being more specific, like in my classes, um, like there'd be the same girls, white people reaching out to me every day, talking to me, including me in conversations. But yet I still didn't feel like I belonged and like they didn't want me there for it. But it's like, why are these people overextending themselves every day, trying to make me feel comfortable and speak to me? Right. But here I am still being quiet and like feeling like I can't add to this conversation because these aren't my people. So it was like, they weren't making me feel like the imposter. I was making myself feel like the imposter. Mm -hmm. Like I think I mentioned before, but... Um, in the interior design program for the second year students right now, it's 71 students and three of them are black. So obviously I'm around a lot of white people all day, but at the end of the day, I found that not, nobody's mean to me. The people who have an attitude, have a stank attitude towards everybody, not towards just right. like me specifically. So it's like, I'm putting these prejudices in place. Like I'm around them and I may make myself feel like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. I stand out or they don't want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. but they are talking to you. So it's just like a lot of times, take a step back and ask yourself, is it because I'm black or is it because I'm just looking into it? Because I know right. sometimes it's like you want to 
it's because I'm black. I'm the only one standing out. Sometimes like, it's not a racist situation. Because even me, I realized even last year, like, I'm really, like, I'm very outspoken, loud. Um, some people say a character. But I do speak. But it's like, if I'm in an all-white space, most of the time, they'll, they probably think I'm shy and quiet. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be outspoken in those spaces because of, like, the prejudice put in place. And then this is not even prejudice, but it's like how it really is in real life. But it's like, just because that's how I feel... And how a lot of times white people will make a black person feel doesn't mean that the specific white people I'm around will make me feel small. Right. So I can't just go into a situation or in a room of all white people and just be like, oh, they're going to instantly make me feel small. And mm-hmm. it's so subconscious. And sometimes you don't realize you're doing it. But like, walk in these spaces with the same confidence and speak to them as you would speak to another black person. Mm-hmm. And just allow, give yourself permission to be yourself in white spaces. Because I know people preach all the time, but people don't really stand by that. Mm-hmm. So it just really, white people aren't that scary. Obviously, you're going to have races, okay? Like, right. They're out here, okay? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're not everybody. And you can't just assume that person feels the type of way about mm-hmm. you. They're looking at you funny. Maybe they look at everybody else like that. And I know it's just like, what are you saying? Like, I'm not making excuses for them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying a lot of times we make excuses for ourselves. And Facts. Just try to take a step back and see mm-hmm. those excuses you may be making. Be honest with yourself. Be right. real. And I like that you mentioned, like, take a step back because it's like, take a step back and ask yourself, are, are there no opportunities or am I limiting my opportunities because of myself? Because I feel like often or not, you're going to have enemies, unfortunately. You're going to have people who dislike you. But you're going to be your number one hater. Mm-hmm. Because you're always trying to perfect yourself. You're always thinking bad yourself. Like I said before, pay attention to what you say around yourself because you never know when you're listening. Like, right. like saying, oh, I'm ugly. Yeah, girl, you are ugly. Why did I just affirm that to myself? You know what I mean? Like, take a step back and ask yourself, is it because I'm black or is it me? Right. Is it how I'm thinking? You know, like you said, walk into that room if it's full of white people with confidence, just as you would walk into a room full with a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. Walk with that same confidence. Hold your head up high. Like, God didn't do this for nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He gave you this confidence for a reason. Utilize it. Right. And the code switching, it's so natural. But a lot of times it's like, I don't even have to code switch. I'm telling myself I have to because I'm in a white space. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to because when I show my true colors, they're not even looking at me different. When they see me speaking to my black friend and I'm being comfortable with my real self, I'm speaking how I normally speak, they're not looking at me like, oh, but I had had that experience in the past too right. many times. So it just like I assume like You're as soon as I everything. start being myself and I start talking funny or talking mm-hmm. different, they're going to automatically look at me different. But it's like For sure. it's literally that assumption. And sometimes I just don't assume. If they do look at you different, then that's, that's okay. That means you don't need to be around them. They're not for you. And you right. don't need to be for everybody. So no, that's I all agree. that I have. Yeah. I agree. That concludes today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the love. We post episodes bi-weekly on Mondays, and we post bi-weekly on Wednesdays for YouTube. You can reach us on our website at blackgirlincollege.com or Instagram at blackgirlincollegepodcast if you just want to give us some comments and advice on our uh, episodes. And then also to see what we'll be working on in the meantime. So thank you for watching. See you next time. Peace. Peace.